Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, Hokies. I'm Tech Sideline founder Will Stewart. Welcome into episode 241 of the Tech Sideline podcast where we're going to talk about Virginia Tech baseball's Super Regional against Oklahoma. And in the back half, we'll discuss the top stories of the year in Virginia Tech athletics. It's all coming up next on the Tech Sideline Podcast. Hello again. Uh, this should be an interesting episode and a fun episode once we get past the baseball losing part. Uh, so let's talk about who's here and then we'll get rolling. So are you ready, guys? We're going to do more fun intros. All right. All right. So, so I think these are pretty good. So across the way, the man who thought he would be going to Omaha, but now he just has to stay home, brah. <laughs> Tech sideline manager editor David Cunningham. To my right in the red shirt chair, the man whose voicemail says, Hello, this is Chris. I can't take your call right now because I'm at the gym. <laughs> Lead editor listed Chris Col- columnist Chris Coleman. I botched that. Sorry about that. You did. In the fourth chair today, no one. It's a sad and lonely chair. We miss Katie. Producing today's podcast, the man who was really cute as a baby, but now needs to shower and brush his teeth just to be presentable, just like the rest of us, Malcolm Stewart. <laughs> Uh, and his trusty sidekick on podcast production today. Last week we asked, what can Brown do for you? And this week the answer is learn to produce the podcast, <laughs> VTSMA student Nick Brown. So why is Nick learning to produce the podcast if we already have a full-time podcast producer? Because we no longer have a full-time podcast producer. Malcolm is uh, moving on. He's flying the coop. Uh, got offered a and accepted a job down in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, name of the company is uh, SoCal. Is that how it's pronounced? S-O-K-A-L. Don't go to S-O-K-A-L.com. It's not like it's a porn site or anything. Just don't go there. Malcolm's new company is at Go SoCal. So it's G-O-S-O-K-A-L.com. Let's see. They build themselves as an automotive digital advertising agency based in Raleigh, North Carolina. So looks like a great opportunity for Malcolm. It's a company with like 150 employees, uh, Technology coordinator is that the job title? Nice. Yeah, yeah. It looks like congratulations. Uh, yeah, it looks like a good company to work for. So we're proud, and that starts soon. I think it's June twenty seventh. Yeah, so he's oh. out of here soon. So do you have so a place tr- yet down there? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna have to happen fast. But it's not like Blacksburg. Apparently, they have places. Over oh there yeah, I'm sure. A lot fast. of them. Yeah. Uh, so that's why we're training Nick, and we're gonna train some other students as well. So uh, Malcolm was so good, we're gonna have to replace him with an army. So. Uh, let's see what else we got. Other housekeeping. Uh, excited to announce we got two new sponsors coming on board, and this is for the website, not not specifically for the podcast. So one of them is uh, Wedgwood Marketing. 
in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And this is actually a freebie. Their, their, their sponsorship contract doesn't include podcast sponsorship. So for me to mention them on the podcast is a little bit extra. And uh, the big time sponsor, come, and these are both coming on board in August. The other one is First Bank and Trust Company. Um, and this is a first for us. They're going to be our presenting sponsor. So you, starting in August, you're going to see the language tech sideline presented by First Bank and Trust Company. So very cool. Um, and I think there's probably something else I'm forgetting to mention. Maybe my shirt. If you're watching on video, you like the shirt. I do like it. I was going through my closet this morning. So one of the, so like I'm a writer by nature. And this thing of being on the podcast and having to find clothes and having to sit properly and all that stuff, it's, it's, a, it's fatiguing for a guy like me. But anyway, I, I, I forgot this shirt. It's way down at the end of the, uh, end of the closet, so I pulled it out. So It's got guitars day. and palm trees on it. It's your Virginia Tech Jimmy Buffett shirt. So uh, when, when we were on vacation, uh, my wife put on Pandora's Beach Music Station Every fourth song Jimmy is Jimmy Buffett, and every fifth song is Kenny Chesney. And there's some Uncle Cracker and that kind of thing <laughs> thrown in there also. All right, enough of that. Let's get down to it. So first we want to talk about baseball. Um, I was, you know, like everybody else, I was disappointed. Um, I wasn't surprised Tech lost Friday because they, they were facing a lefty, and, and I thought that was Oklahoma's best chance to, to win a game. I was not surprised Tech won Saturday. I was very surprised. Not, I was not very. I was surprised they got blown out on Sunday, and that. Uh, well, for Virginia, for Virginia Tech, don't we have two hits? It's always going to be a surprise. Right? Yeah, and and it's just it's it's just disappointing because the softball team and the baseball team <clears throat> lost their super regional championships by a combined score of twenty three to two. Yeah, and that's a gut punch. So, David, you were in the uh, press box this weekend. Is that your first time in the press box for baseball this year? No, I filled in. I filled in and covered the longest game oh the second i think the second longest game of the year um back in mid march mid april somewhere around there uh, it was, was it long it was because of innings or rain delays oh no it was just like a thousand pitching changes it was <laughs> it was uh it was uh tech played vmi so it was a uh, middle of the oh, week game. it was right. it was dude, tech played two midweek games that that week this was chris had the flu hirons did and uh, i filled in and covered the Tech played two midweek games, back-to-back days, home against VMI at Radford the next day. And they were two of the longest games of the year because there were like a gazillion pitching changes. So let's not bury the lead. Radford actually played Tech in a sport and without backing out tech, of it? it was it, that's the longest game of the season, like oh, four okay. and a half hours. Interesting. But All right. So anyway, what did you think of the weekend against Oklahoma? That's a, that's I, a broad question, but what are your I, thoughts? I thought it was, first of all, great showing from the fans. Yeah. The tailgating, you guys were, were tailgating. I mean, pulling into the cage, the duck pond lot, and just seeing, obviously, that's where everybody parks for baseball, period. So there's always going to be a good amount of cars there. But just to see the crowd, like, walking up to the game on Sunday, there's, like, a line halfway down the street. Um, yeah. the, the fans really came out and supported them, as they did for softball. It was a really good showing. I thought I was surprised, but not one like not really surprised the way that Friday's game went. Like you said, it was Oklahoma's ace, a lefty, and then they put in the reliever, absolute stud. Tech couldn't hit him, and that was you know Tech fell behind really really early. Um, Saturday, Tech did what everybody expected Tech to do: go out and 
score a ton a of runs. Yeah. And then Sunday, it, it Cade Horton, Oklahoma pitcher, I think I think a lot of people like I saw your tweet about the, about, about the ERA, and I know some people were like, "Twitter were corrected me yeah. nicely." But not but, nicely. but to be fair, he didn't pitch well, you know, for most of the year, yeah. and then so we're talking a freshman who came in with like like a six ERA, and then his last three starts, he's yeah. thrown at least five or six innings every single time, and gotten at least eight strikeouts, and allowed no more than two runs every single game. He's He's peaking this year, and and he just absolutely dominated. And and it was weird because it's a game like you, like Chris said, you expect Virginia Tech to score runs. I think the thing that surprised me the most for the entire weekend was Tech starting pitching. Just this is a a core that Tech relied on all year, and because a guy like Drew Hackenberg is a true freshman and is throwing. 100 innings as opposed to the 40 or something he threw in high school same with griffin green who you know was was a reliever a midweek guy last year he's thrown over 100 innings he only probably threw 50 maybe last year so so let me jump in here and give the stats on the starting pitching because i wrote this stuff down so and and i'm also going to give them on oklahoma to kind of draw the contrast so virginia tech starting pitchers pitched 6.2 innings six and two-thirds innings gave up 10 earned runs that's a 13.5 ERA. So they didn't get much out of the starting pitchers at all. Oklahoma's starting pitchers pitched, and this includes the guy on Saturday who didn't have a good day, 16.2 innings, 16 and two-thirds innings, eight earned runs. That's a 4.3 ERA, not bad against Virginia Tech. The Friday starter for Oklahoma threw 103 pitches. The Sunday starter threw 95. So before I toss it over to Chris, um, I wanted to ask you guys a question. I don't watch a lot of college baseball. You don't often see college pitchers get up to 100 pitches, do you? Yes. Do you? It's okay. only until they go pro when they start getting their pitch count limited. Okay. Uh, they will throw them into the ground in college. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. all right then. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, which, it obviously depends you, on what, what weapons are behind correct. them in, and, in the bullpen. And, just, and I think Oklahoma's starters were much better – than the rest of the bullpen. Hitting is better than pitching at the college level. There's yes. more hitting than pitching. So yeah. there's not that many good pitchers in college. So if you have a good one, you're going to... And he's having a good game. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, you're going to leave him in there. You, it's, you, just, it's not like when he gets drafted and you're like, okay, his first year, his pitch count is 60 in, in single A yeah. or something like that. that you're going to ride with the hot hand. Yeah, hot. yeah exactly. Um, that's really the story of the weekend is uh, the, the pitching for both teams... Although Virginia Tech statistically was better all season, going into this series they were trending in opposite directions. And uh, I didn't know this until Saturday after the game, but you know Griffin Green is hurt, and in hindsight should not have pitched on on Friday. Uh, Shep says it's a blister, and I believe him, but there's also actual damage to the finger, hmm. and they've tried to uh, give him painkillers. I guess in the form of a shot, of a shot. Yeah. all it did is numb his hand and he couldn't feel the ball. Yeah. So I guess that's probably what caused the blister in all honesty. He's in pain and then he can't feel the ball. So you're trying to change your grip to uh, compensate for the pain and you end up rubbing a blister on a different part, part of your finger. Interesting. Uh, so he went one inning on Friday night and gave up three runs. And just like that, Virginia Tech was down three, nothing. They lost that game five to four. Uh, the bullpen pitched great that night. So in hindsight, considering everything we know now, 
I guarantee you, Chef would throw a bullpen game on Friday night if he had it to do all yeah, over again. And yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe you uh, win that win that game, yeah. and then you win the series. You could have started a guy like Ryan Metz, who who started well, yeah, that was the be Sunday question, game previously. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it probably it probably would have been somebody like Ryan Metz, or I mean, he he's probably like your your fourth option right. if you were going to go there. So, uh, I, but just yeah, like you said, the differences in pitching just. That's so unlike Virginia Tech, the starters who were rock solid all year. Drew Hack- why Tech hosted a super. Yeah, Drew yeah. Hackenberg, true freshman, ACC's ERA leader. Yeah, went ten and one during the regular season. Yeah, first Tech pitcher with ten wins since 2013, and you know at at some point I think all the Tech pitching just kind of hit a wall the starting pitching and and then because of that and and John Chef was asked about this after the game and kind of was like. Yeah, a little bit. Be- because Virginia Tech had to go to the bullpen so early in every single game mm-hmm. against Oklahoma, you know, when the Hokies had to go to the bullpen on Sunday, it was just, it just there, there wasn't much left. There wasn't much left. Uh, Hackenberg, you know, if you think about it, like you said, first time over 100 innings, probably threw about 40 innings last year. And the year before that, he basically threw no innings because baseball was shut down due to COVID. Every level of baseball except for the major leagues. Even yeah. the minor leagues was shut down. Yeah. You know, so this is a guy who literally hit the proverbial freshman wall. And, you know, there, there's a reason, you know, professional teams, they put pitch counts on their younger pitchers, and you know, from, from a health standpoint, but also from a mental standpoint. You know, at some point, you're just kind of going to kind of run out of gas if you're not used to throwing that many pitches over the course of a season. And yeah. uh, I think that's all that happened to him is I think he just – Hit the wall. He, he threw over twice as many innings as he, as he had ever thrown before, and, and that was it. So, uh, meanwhile, you know, you compare Kate Horton, how he was handled for Oklahoma this year. He started some games, came out of the pen for some games. If you look at you look at him early in the season, he had a higher ERA, but he wasn't pitching like six or seven innings of games either. He was, pitching like, runs, right? he was pitching like three innings, and you give up. A three-run bomb that kills your ERA, right? Yeah. Uh, so the, they slowly built his innings up throughout the course of the year, where Hackenberg was full speed ahead the the whole time as far as innings goes. Yeah, and, uh, and, so and I, I think uh, I'm not saying that was a wrong thing to do because without with, without Hackenberg, you're not hosting super regionals, yeah, probably. Yeah. So I, I think I think overall the way Virginia Tech handled the pitching this year, I mean, I don't think there was really any other way to handle it because they're who who else is going to start if not Hackenberg? Right. You know, I think in Oklahoma's case, Oklahoma had a couple veteran guys who they kind of were like, okay, we'll we'll start them until the other guys are ready. I think that's right. kind of the way Skip Johnson and, and the Sooners approached that. Is it the right way, the wrong way? I mean, I, I think you know. It, Either whether Virginia Tech's pitching was going to be good or not on Sunday it didn't really matter because the bats they weren't there. weren't good they either they exactly. they were non-existent. So uh, Oklahoma, a really good team, you know they played a really good weekend, deserved to win. I yeah. mean, and obviously disappointing because um, you and I we had we had talked about sending me to Omaha. Um, yeah, we had conversations about how are we going to do that. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know. I write Sunday off to one of those days. I mean, it's going to be rare that Virginia Tech gets two hits in a game, no matter who they're facing. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that that freshman pitcher Horton 
He's been really been coming on lately for for Oklahoma, but at the same time, Virginia Tech torched better pitchers than him. Oh, they're throughout a top the ten, top 10 hitting team yeah. in the country. It's just it's just, it's just yeah. one of those days, and yeah. it happened to be on happened to be when you to be on an most. elimination day. Yeah. To me, like the the series was probably lost on Friday. Like I said, in hindsight, yeah, a one run yeah. a one run game on Friday in a game where. Your starting pitcher went an inning. Yeah, right, right. In hindsight, you don't you don't throw green because he just can't pitch effectively with his with his yeah. finger issue. And also, probably the most disappointing part was you you know you're facing a lefty, so you're thinking, oh man, our lefties are gonna our, our left-handed hitters might struggle tonight because this is a really good lefty. Well, Tech got two two-run homers from left-handed hitters. Yeah. And the right-handed hitters didn't do anything. So you really needed your right-handed hitters to come through on Friday night, and, and they did not. Yeah, yeah. I think as more time goes by, I think about it the same way. It's, it's not the Saturday or Sunday game I look at. It's actually the mm-hmm. Friday game. And I, I was like, because it's the only one that was close. Right. And that's what you start second-guessing. Anytime you lose, like like you're not second-guessing losing 11-2. to two. You, that, know, you got uh, hammered. But. I was sitting at a PK's one night, and this guy I know – who apparently talked to Brad Klontz one time. I don't know Brad, too, but I've never asked him this. And he says Brad Klontz told him, man, I'd rather lose 10 to nothing than 2 to 1. Yeah. Because sometimes that just happens to you in baseball. It yeah. happens. You get blown out. But if you lose 2 to 1, you're going to be up all night second-guessing. <laughs> yeah. What could I have done differently? Yeah. I, I, I think it's also important to point out that this was Virginia Tech's first Series loss at home yeah. this year. Well, it's their first series loss since March in general. Yeah, on so, that too. I mean, that's the, that's yeah. the first time Tech had lost a series since Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech. which was series. which was the ACC men's basketball tournament weekend. That's right. To, to give you an idea, to, to give you an idea of how long that, that was a that long was. time ago. Yeah. Um, so disappointing weekend from that standpoint. But uh, I also want to point out that like this isn't like the basketball playoffs in the NBA or, or college football where the high seed always advances. I mean, everybody knows the curse of the number one seed in the NCAA baseball tournament. I mean, Tennessee far and away was the best team in the country this year, statistically, analytically, however you want to slice it. And they got knocked out by Notre Dame at home. Yeah. And I was looking up the numbers and only 52% of number four overall seeds progress past the super regionals. So it was basically going into the well, whole only, thing. Only fifty two percent of like the top four. No, seed. no, the four seed. Right, the four seed. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So the, the seed that Virginia Tech was. Okay. Only fifty two percent of the four seeds make the College World Series. Forty eight percent get knocked out. Yeah. In in the, in the super regionals, those stats were before this well, tournament. Well, so like, now it's fifty fifty basically. Mm. So it's basically Tech went into the uh, postseason with a fifty fifty chance. Of, of making it making, making, yeah yeah, yeah. So when I, I think I, I was gonna say I think it's interesting to look because I believe in in the college World Series field I believe there are only like two or three teams that were seated like mm-hmm. like and it was it yeah. wasn't just a Virginia Tech thing it was across the board uh, unseated right. teams clicked. and it's ba- again it's baseball it's kind of random well, at, I mean at you times. see it in the ba- I mean there's a reason in Major League Baseball, nine different teams have won the World Series in the last nine years. Yeah, when you when you go to the playoffs, everybody's a really good baseball team, and you know how baseball is. I mean, you you, you can lose six games in a row, and then you win thirteen games in a row. Yeah, right. I mean, the Braves had the worst record last year of all playoff teams, won the World Series. Right. That that's just the way the the sport is. Yeah, it's very that's, random. Yeah, right. So I I think you are correct. Uh, I can't get my phone to behave. Um, 
The last I looked, it was before they had, all eight teams had, had filled out the bracket for the College World Series. But there were six six or seven teams, and only, I think, two of them yeah. were, were seeded teams. The rest of them were unseeded. Which, again, just go, that's, that's baseball. Baseball is very random. And, like, Tennessee and Virginia Tech, two of the best bats in the country, Oh yeah, went out. Make it out of Super I Rangers. mean, just just from a statistical standpoint, Tennessee was the best team in the country, and Virginia Tech was one of probably two or three teams that you can make an argument for for being the second best team in the country. And I still feel that way with yeah. a healthy pitching staff. Yeah, and a Hackenberg that hadn't hit the wall. I yeah. mean, I feel like peak Virginia Tech this year may have been the second best team in the country. Yeah, but that's just the well, nature. The, of the, sport. the good the good news is, I think it it's up from here. Yeah. So let's uh, let's. Close the door on that and talk about the future a little bit. I, I do want to get to the top stories of the year in general. Uh, so I've got four notes. English Field did great. Mm-hmm. Uh, tech fans, unlike the 2013 regional, tech fans filled the place for all three Stayed games. the whole time, yep. Uh, and and I didn't hear any complaining about concession lines or bathrooms or Oh, anything. I thought they were all great. Yeah, it looked yeah. like everything went really well. Yeah. So the program has set the bar high because there's a lot of fans that really weren't paying attention to baseball now. And now they are, and and what, what Tech did this year is what they're going to want next year and the year after. And, <laughs> you know, so expectations are up. Um, what are future prospects looking like, and will fans stay engaged beyond this year? But I also have that, that question for softball as well. Early in the year, softball, despite almost making the College World Series last year, you look at their attendance for early games this year, it was 300 fans, 400 fans. Um, baseball's attendance, understandably so, it wasn't great at the beginning of the year. So I'm just wondering if this is going to carry over and there's going to be more interest in both those. Sports. You know, I think I think Whit's done a great job. I, I'm not as knowledgeable about softball. That's a better question for a guy like Chip. But I think he's done a great job supporting the baseball program fiscally. He's hired excellent coaches. Uh, their facilities are very good. The stadium's brand new. Uh, they've already they, they've broken ground on that pitching lap, which was that pile of dirt you saw yeah, outside yeah, of the field wild over the a weekend. A pitching lab. Yeah, it's, like Virginia Tech's pitching can get better. So, right. So, so, so you can sit here and I, I think Virginia Tech has done all they can do from an administrative standpoint. Uh, there's nothing they can do about the weather. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's the thing. When you're playing games in February and oh, early, and, not, and early, not, 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 not and just early not just those months, two days after the spring game, which was on April 16th. That's true. So April 18th, it was freezing cold and snowing in Blacksburg. That's yeah. when NC State was here. Is that right? I, I don't remember. Uh, no, not NC but, State. Um, oh, Miami was, was here. That, that was the Miami weekend. It was perfect weather. Perfect weather then, until Monday, and then and then Tech had to play one or two midweek games. Right, and it was awful. And it just awful weather. Yeah. So. There's nothing you can do about yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, that, that, that's just Blacksburg in the spring. Um, so that affects things to a certain extent. Now, that being said, I mean, I do think, I mean, walking in and out of the stadium this weekend, I, you know, you hear people talking and they're like, oh, this is my first baseball game since they rebuilt the stadium. Yeah. You know, and I, and I know everybody there over the last couple of weeks had a good experience. So, yes, if the weather's good, uh, I, I do think attendance yeah. will increase at least especially especially if the team is performing well right. i think same thing with softball now it's tough because you also got to think there are so many games for baseball and so many games for mm-hmm. softball it's a it's a bit different than say basketball where 
basketball, Virginia Tech is playing Virginia at home. Once. You got one chance to come see right. that game this year. Yeah. Baseball, got, softball, it's a three-game series. Baseball, you got 30 to 35 chances to see your see the team play. Yeah. And that's why, you know, in the majors, it's like you put 60,000 people in an NFL stadium and attendance of 30,000 is considering good in Major League Baseball because you've got 81 chances to see them play. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you just look at this past weekend, um, three games in three days. We tailgated every day. The games went three to four hours. It's like three football games in a row, and, and that's a big commitment. Yeah. And I'm not even coming in from out of town. The Some of the stories I heard on Sunday, people saying stuff like, Oh, yeah, when they won that Saturday game, I looked at my dad and said, let's get in the car. Like, eight-hour drives to come well, see that oh, Sunday There was game. one guy on our boards. So his brother played for Tech in the 2013 team. When Tech won on Saturday, he immediately booked a flight from Texas, I believe. A and flew flight. Into, and flew into town for the game. Yeah, And he got treated to an 11-2 or whatever the final <laughs> yeah. score was. Yeah, but he put up a good post on the board afterwards, and he's absolutely right. Things have changed so much since that 2013 team. Yeah. yeah. And Tech is just in a much better position to actually capitalize on their success this yeah. year. Yeah. Because, you know, that team, you know, the, the program wasn't well-funded back then. Um, the stadium was... There are high school stadiums in this state that were they better had, than old English. They had field. to bring in trailers to do the press box. Exa- back exa- then. Exactly, it was bad. Because yeah, because I was in the press box for them, and it was it was it was not not yeah. a good look. Yeah. Um, the program is better supported financially. The program is is, and if you remember, Virginia Tech lost their coach immediately after that season yeah. to I Oklahoma. Do not think place. that's yeah. going to happen. This right. That, that's <laughs> a, I mean, yeah, Chef's being supported really, really well. They're building them a brand new hitting facility. Uh, Pitching facility. Pitch, yeah, excuse me, pitching facility. You know, the stadium is modern. It's a better experience to go to a baseball game these days. And the, and the fans have are an, supporting them. We have a – exactly. We have a, a an athletic director who played college baseball and whose dad was a le- long-time college baseball coach. I mean, he knows baseball. So, you know, I'm not saying they're going to host Super Regionals again next year because they're probably not because they lose a big chunk of their lineup. Yeah. Um, but – at the same time, the program is on much more stable ground. The foundation is much, much stronger than it was the last time Tech had a good team. Yeah. Final thoughts, David? Keep yeah, it short? No, I, I got to move on? Yeah, I think in, in general, it's it's only up from, from here. I was actually asked about it um, in one of the radio interviews I did the other day. For both baseball and softball, you know, you lose so many key pieces – does the program drop? What, what happens? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously hard when you had two teams, both of them, that were top four teams in the country. That's how good they were. There's not many more places to go than right. down. You, yeah. Like, but but yes, you know, Virginia Tech baseball is going to lose Gavin Cross, Tanner Schobel, Nick Bittison, Kate Hunter, potentially some other guys to the major league draft. However. John Chef has proven that, one, he can get good talent out of the transfer portal. Two, that he can develop good talent, you know, recruits. And three, like Chris just said, he's got all the the facilities, all the funding, all the backing that it takes to reach the point that he just got this year. I don't see why, you know, again, I'm not saying Virginia Tech is going to 
you know, be another top four team next year because they're losing a ton of pieces. But but this is a a this is not just going to be a one off thing. You yeah. know, it, it this is a Virginia Tech program, baseball and softball that are you know that will be in this position for we're, many years. We're to not going to be sitting here ten years from now saying, "Oh my God, I can't believe it's ten been, been ten, 10 years, years since, since we made Vir- the NCAA tournament." Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is a Virginia Tech team that you would now expect. Like they're not going to be picked dead last in right. the, the Atlantic Coast Conference Coastal Division next year. That's right. Yeah, the, you know they're they're not going to be picked dead last in the coastal because they've proven that they're a good program. And I think I think that just goes to show you one the job that John Chef has done in five years. Okay, remember, I told you to keep it short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry to cut you off, but uh, I do want to set the table for the next discussion which i think will be on this for a long time a long time yeah um i I wrestled with whether or not to do a an end of the year podcast and and kind of group it with baseball but in the end i decided to do that so let's get started so i put out a tweet yesterday and i said uh give me nominees for Hokies athletics story of the year that was my request. And then I listed five things. And unfortunately, I numbered them. So people thought I was saying, these are my top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why I did that. So a bunch of people started disagreeing with how I rank things. That wasn't my request. My request was, give me some stories of the year. So I'm going to run through the list. And then I think we'll go ahead and take our, our short break. And then we'll come back and we'll wear this topic out. So I listed the firing of Justin Fuente and the hiring of Brent Pry, Men's basketball winning the ACC tournament. Uh, softball making super regionals, baseball making super regionals. I left out women's basketball also, you know, doing well in the ACC tournament, not winning it, but going to the NCAA tournament and Liz Kitley being named ACC player of the year. And the last one I listed was NIL and its effects on college athletics. And when I asked people to add other things, some of them, instead of arguing with how I'd quote unquote rank things did actually make suggestions. Uh, We've also got on the list Makai Lewis making his uh, comeback from a season-ending injury to make the national final and very nearly winning his second. Virginia Tech, as an overall athletics program, uh, they're currently – well, after the, after the winter sports, they were ranked 19th, 19th in the country in the Director's Cup, and that would be an all-time high if they were to close that out. Women's basketball success, two track athletes winning national championships in their prospective events – and the drive for 25 reaching its goal of 25,000 members. (laughs) So that's the setup, and that's what we'll go through. We'll go through all those when we come back after the break. So welcome back into the Tech Sideline Podcast. We're going to spend probably what will wind up being somewhere between half an hour and an hour. I'm betting closer to an hour talking about the biggest stories and events in tech athletics in this past year now that the athletic year and the academic year are over. So let's begin with the the overview, the kind of the, the 50,000 foot view. Uh, after winter sports, Virginia Tech was ranked uh, 19th in the Director's Cup standings. 
And so historical perspective, uh, that was fourth, first of all, that was fourth in the ACC, which is pretty nice. Um, Virginia Tech's top finish was number 28 in 2017, 2018, um, or 21st just last year, the COVID year. Um, I would kind of rather talk about it in terms of a full year where everybody's participating in athletics fully. Um, So, David, uh, it was interesting in doing my research, the first article you ever wrote for us was reporting that Virginia Tech was 21st. In the director's cup standings? No, that was 30. That, that, that was. So I'm, go, I'm, fun, I'm this mixing my 32. Years up. Right. Yeah. So Tech finished 21st in the COVID year, 32nd oh. in, in the year since. See, my notes are wrong. My notes say the COVID year was 2020, 2021. It, it was, was actually it was 2019, 2020. Technically, yes. When all the there were 20, no spring sports. Yeah, all the year. spring sports yes. got wiped out. Yeah. So my mistake last year. Tech finished, so 2020-2021, Tech finished 32nd. Right. I believe it was second highest finish ever. Correct. Yeah. And you listed in your article, like, all the finishes all the way back to 2004-2005. So we know where we are now, um, and in the spring, uh, do you recall off off top of your head, Dave, what sports are played in the spring? Clearly softball and baseball, and they both did great. There's outdoor track. There's outdoor track. And I think Tech did. Tech's fared fine. Yeah. But I also think women's golf is done in, mm-hmm. the, in the spring. And didn't they make a, uh, the, the NCAA? Yeah. Yeah, Nick knows this. So, so, so women's golf did make the NCAA. Yeah, so it's the seventh season of the program. Right, yeah. seventh season of the program. Made the regional five years in a row. Now, they did not advance beyond the regional, right? But still. But they still get points for it. Yeah, because Tech and got. they had someone go to the national. Yeah, and I right. saw that. So they did send one golfer. I can't remember her name. Do you remember Emily her name? Mayhar. Emily Mayhar. So she went and competed at, at the in the nationals. So women's golf held up their part of the deal, which which was an important part of spring performance last year. So I'm thinking that oh, Tech's going to finish. Look, lacrosse ahead, is one of the ones. Lacrosse is one of the ones that's involved as well. And, but, te- and Tech lacrosse was okay. Yeah, but they, they but, didn't but they make did, the tournament, so they didn't get no. any points. Yeah, right. but they didn't last year either, right? Yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah. right. So, so my point is, I think Tech's going to get actually more points in the spring this year. Oh, than no, they, absolutely, than they did last uh, year. because of baseball. Because of baseball, softball's going to get the same amount of points they did last year. Mm-hmm. Women's golf's going to get the same amount of points right. they did last year. Baseball is going to go from zero points to however many points you get for mm-hmm. making super regions. Yeah. yeah. So, so to to give you some perspective. So I have up the it's a full I listed a full list of each program with its place with its national ranking and total points. This was so last year. The highest the two highest were softball and men's soccer. They both finished ninth and they both got sixty four points. Mm-hmm. Well obviously this year baseball will also be up there. They'll also finish ninth. Right. Yeah. Because that, the that's top how they eight, do it. Right. Ba- I didn't even list baseball last year. Right, because yeah. they, they didn't get any points. Because they, yeah, yeah you, you only get points if you make the NCAA tournament for, or or football if you get make a bowl game. Yeah, yeah. So men's basketball was like thirty third, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, it, it'll still they, be they, around. Yeah, they got knocked out in the round six. It'll still be around. It, there. Men's basketball will be the same. Is the same amount of yeah. points. Yeah, but so, so point being, I I think they'll break that. I think they'll easily beat oh, that. Oh yeah, no, 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 no question. question yeah. Because it'll be essentially the same list. Um, like wrestling finished fifteenth last year. I believe wrestling finished ninth. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think they were eighth this year. Eighth or ninth. Eight. Yeah, Nick says eight. eight. Nick says eight. So eight. So that's a, a big jump. Wrestling is so wrestling will probably be one of the higher sports on the list. So how, how many how many points do you get for finishing ninth? Sixty four. Sixty four. But I think wrestling was in the winner rankings. So I think they've already. Yeah, been, they've already been. They've counted. already been. Yeah, but my point was just like across the board. Right. Like a lot of the teams are either doing the same or better, or better. than right. last year. Correct. Right. Yeah. That's uh, outstanding. Right. So basically, add sixty four points to Tech's point total after the spring. Yeah. Uh, plus whatever the track programs did, the women's golf program did. Yeah. They did they're going to earn about the same amount they did last year. But big big jump for baseball, of yeah. course. So yeah. you know, I don't I don't, you know, I don't know how many other spring sports they are that like Virginia Tech doesn't play like or they, is it is it rowing season right now? So Virginia Tech's not going to use points from rowing. Yes. Like Tech but, doesn't but, have but, men's lacrosse. Right. Like. So so obviously a school like Maryland, who won the national title, will get a bunch of points from that. Where and Virginia Tech doesn't play. Or, yeah. Yeah, 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 like Texas has rowing. So I could sit here and say, oh, because we added the, these points for baseball, that means we're going to finish 17th or something like that. I, I I don't know that because other teams have other other, teams other play schools spring sports that we don't play. Yeah, yeah. So, right. uh, but for sure, it's going to be Tech's highest finish yeah. ever. I I think it's I think Tech. I would say Tech probably has a a pretty good f- chance to finish top 20. Yeah, I, I think that's I like, think they do. Like uh, somewhere, I think Tech will probably finish somewhere between 15 and 20, and that is excellent. That is, and particularly when you consider that when you look at, well, f- first of all, any program outside the Big Ten or the SEC finishing top 20 is impressive because the budgets just aren't the same. Yeah. The Big Ten, SEC, or Stanford. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I in, in glancing at Tech's number nineteen ranking, I happened to notice that after the winter sports, UVA was somewhere between thirty and thirty-five. I think I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention. I just saw it as yeah. I was looking, and so I, I think they're going to, you know, and UVA's got a, historically has a really good all-around sports program. Didn't they win a national title on something recently this spring? Tennis, usually yeah, tennis. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was men's it was men's men's tennis. So they'll pick up a bunch of points from that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, um, I, I don't know that they'll catch Tech though because know. Uh, you know Tech will get extra point. Tech will get points UVA won't get in softball and more in baseball. More in baseball, yeah. correct? And this it, will be the first time, yeah, pretty much ever that Tech gets more points than UVA for baseball. Well, so so last year, so I'll run through the ACC schools that finished ahead of Virginia Tech. Last year. Okay. Tech finished seventh. Notre Dame is included in this, so out of 15 schools, Tech was literally middle, middle of the pack. Yeah. North Carolina was fourth. Virginia was 11th. Notre Dame was 14th. Florida State was 16th, so that's four top 20 ACC schools. Mm-hmm. Duke was 21st, and NC State was 23rd. And then Virginia Tech at 32. And so, like, Tech is... Probably you would think gonna be like fourth or fifth probably in the ACC, like which that. is which is really impressive all things considered. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is, and and so you that sounded like before we went to the break when you ran off that list of story of the year candidates, right? That was a lot, which yes, makes sense lot. when you consider. That was a lot of good things that happened when you, which makes sense when you consider their direct. That's not even all of them right, either, right? So looking, uh, so to, to return to the um, uh, discussion about UVA, Virginia Tech 
I believe is. I mean, they clinched the Commonwealth clash, but I think all the scoring's done because I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Virginia well, Tech, 12 and a half points, and UVA. Well, all sports is points. over now. Yeah, I'm looking for at the both list. Teams, so, yeah, it's over. There's, yeah. there's nothing blank left on yeah. this list. Yeah. So, uh, what was the final? 12 and a half to eight and a half. Blowout. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I, I'm not going to keep looking at my phone during the podcast. I'm not sure what the history of that is. I know when they introduced the Commonwealth clash at first, uh, UVA tended to win it handily. And so, so the overall tech athletic department's making progress. So let's drill. So we had this discussion before we started the podcast. Are we talking about the biggest stories or are we talking about the biggest accomplishments? I don't really have an answer. I do think the biggest story is the firing of Justin Fuente and the hiring of Brent Pry. What do you uh, think? I, 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 Cause you know what the other contender is. Well, here's the thing. Like, we knew there was a strong chance Jess Fuente was getting fired going into the season. Yeah. So to me, that was a story that had been building, building for months and months, for almost a year, basically. Ever since Whit Babcock had his press conference in December of 2020 to explain why he wasn't firing Justin Fuente then, yeah. you know, you, you knew it wasn't going to be too much longer, most likely, before it actually did happen. That's what generally happens in those cases. So to me, when it happened, it wasn't even a story. Because I remember when I was down in Atlanta last year for the World Series, I didn't go to the Tech game, but I was down there with Tech people, and they told me, it's already done. It's, it's, all it is now is negotiating the buyout between his agent and, and Virginia yeah. Tech, which turned out to be true. It got negotiated down to $8.75 million when it was supposed to be ten. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I knew it was done two weeks before it happened. So, to me, when it happened, it wasn't even a story. So to me, I, I mean, as far as the importance of it, yes, football drives the bus and everything like that, right? But here's the thing. From a financial aspect, football is always going to drive the bus whether Virginia Tech goes 12-0 and or 0-12 because the vast majority of their revenue comes in through football television money, right? Yeah. So and, and we, can, we, we either stink yeah. or we're great in football. It's still paying for everything else except for men's basketball, which is self-sustainable. So to me, it's like... That's a that's an important story. It's important, and if it probably would be the number one story if Virginia Tech didn't win the ACC. If Virginia Tech basketball. men's basketball yeah, didn't yeah. go to Brooklyn, that's clearly the number one accomplishment, right? Yeah. Right. And some some people are arguing and saying uh, that if Tech baseball had made the College World Series, I would have said that. Mm, do you may, think it's a bigger accomplishment than winning the ACC tournament in men's basketball? Uh, yes. Y- uh, yeah, it's harder. Yeah, because baseball is such a crapshoot. Uh, I mean that—that's just that's making the elite eight, right? Yes, that's making that's, the elite eight. Like which that, we've never done in men's basketball. And, and I think um, I think Tech fans would be excited if Tech made the College I, World Series, but I, I think it, the basketball championship resonates. I, th- I think I think from, I think from the longevity of the ACC, dating back to the 1950s, and how Virginia Tech spent decades upon decades wanting to get into the league, man. and they never got into the league. They finally got into the league, and now they finally won the ACC title, and it's something. That Virginia Tech fans, particularly the the local fans that grew up reading Bill Brill, mm-hmm. I was about to, I was about to say, you, you know, Bill, uh, Bill I, Brill, I, I bad that, year to be Bill Brill. Mm-hmm. All right, now listen, <laughs> I know it's been a long time since Virginia Tech fired a football coach and hired a new one, but it has happened before, yeah. <laughs> right? Whereas winning the We're, ACC and has never happened, never happened, right? Before. So to me, that's absolutely the yeah. To me, that that's my number one. Yeah, yeah. boom. I, uh, I think unquestioned number one. 
I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, if softball or, or baseball had, had made the College World Series, Women's College World Series, then it's a little bit you're, different you're, because that's also something that's never been done before. Right, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, you know, I don't, the story of the year is like, all right, so everything else on that list is an accomplishment. There, it's except, a sto- except NIL. And, right, right. Yeah. right. It's, so it's a story and an accomplishment except for NIL, whereas Brent Pry getting hired, Justin Fuente getting fired, that's just a story. Right. We, like, we don't know whether Brent Pry is going to be any good or not. Yeah. I'm inclined to think that he will. I don't want to be a negative Nancy, but <laughs> which, we, I'm, what I'm saying is we don't know. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, we all thought Justin Fuente was, right? Yeah. If you remember, we ran our TSL poll. Fuente was like top three on everybody's list, and Brent Pry was dead last this time around for who people wanted. <laughs> right. Okay, so I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, 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 I like long term, like for the health and monetary selling tickets for football is important and everything like that. And for the psyche of the fan base. But I, I do think, I, at least I hope I, I know me personally, I, I want, if there's anything I've learned this year is that I can actually be happy with our athletic department when we don't have a good football. team. I think that's an important thing to talk about. Um, like I'm, I'm not going to say I'm, it's not, I want to be better at football. I want to be good yeah. at football again. But at the same time, I'm happy right now. And there are a lot of Tech fans that will tell you, and, and we heard this throughout the spring as softball and baseball were doing well, there are still those few that say, I really don't care. All I care about is football. But I found that for me personally, uh, going to the softball games, the regional games, and uh, I got to see the first couple of super regional games. And fortunately, I was traveling for the, the last one. Or I didn't say unfortunate. I said and fortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Let me be clear. Um, I was into that, you yeah. know, and I had a ball tailgating. Yeah. By the way, I forgot to mention uh, that we tailgated with Billy Ray Mitchell uh, and Pat Finn. Mm-hmm. And, and a good group. The Sons of Saturday guys. Yeah, yeah, and that was the first time I had spent a lot of time around Billy Ray. And the Billy Ray you see on Twitter and the Billy Ray you hear on the podcast is actual Billy Ray. Yeah. That is Billy Ray Mitchell. <laughs> Billy Ray knows one speed. <laughs> <laughs> He's just one of those guys, man. Yeah. It is, so it was a lot of fun. And, and you know, uh, uh, for any of you out there that might think that Sons of Saturday and Tech Sideline are competitors or whatever, right. that that's just that's not the way it is. I had some really interesting conversations with him about the stuff we do and some of the challenges we face and uh, so we had a lot of fun. So I just, so I just wanted to give him a shout yeah. out. Um, so that's another thing that had never been done was me tailgating with Billy. Ray. <laughs> so it's just a banner year. For well, Tech I think athletics. that across the board, it's a bunch of things that had never really been done before. Yeah. And then Virginia Tech did them all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And the year that we hired David Cunningham. So, that's right. Um, it's a good luck charm. Yeah, uh, so so I, actually, we haven't run a TSL poll in a long time. We should run one this afternoon with your list. I think so. What's the biggest storyline of Virginia Tech athletics this year? And I think allowing people to pick like three choices amongst all of these uh, would, it will, as opposed to making them pick one. One. Right, because there's so many on that list. Uh, Yeah, well, all the polls I've done the last two football coaching searches have been Vote on your top three choices right. for yeah. Virginia Tech's next next football coach. It's yeah. just it's just crazy thinking 
Like I, I think it's going to be one of those things. You always talked about it. It when when you didn't ever expected baseball and softball to lose this year. I thought they were going to like just like because keep it just it came so naturally. Up, oh, check Twitter. Up, oh, Virginia Tech softball won another game. Up, yeah. oh, Virginia Good Tech shot. baseball won another game, and it just became that way. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't. I think it might take a little bit of time to, I think, really resonate with everybody, like how good of a year this was. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't the, just the fall or the winter or the spring. It was across the board. Like on the list, you don't even have like Virginia, men's and women's soccer, you know, men's soccer knocked off the number one team in the country back in August. I was there. Was it Marshall? It was, was Marshall. Right? I was there covering that game. Virginia Tech had like four or five golden goal wins in overtime both men's and women's soccer went to the ncaa tournament men's soccer went to the sweet 16 again i have a blind spot where soccer's concerned i admit it well i know you're not a soccer guy and well, i know i'm just an older I mean, guy and older guys tend not to be soccer well, guys. well i know this and this is speaking of soccer this isn't even a uh it wasn't even in this academic year but tech had the number one pick in the mls draft. yeah well that's em- emily gray who has oh, ri- tearing it up written written a story on Tech Sideline mm-hmm. before. Yep. She was the number three pick in the NWSL draft right. this spring. So, like, uh, across the board, just really good success. And then there's, like, football. And 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 it and it's funny because it's Which like... lost their bowl game 54 to 10. Well, it, and it's... <laughs> but it's funny that you mention everybody else having success and a lot of people being okay with it because I think, I think that's one of those things that like nobody really realized because it's the first time everybody experienced it this year. Right, right. And to, to be fair, like if Virginia Tech had not fired Justin Fuente and we had a lame duck football <laughs> coach, we wouldn't be as happy yeah. right now. We would we, we would look at all the stuff. Oh, man, it's awesome that, that we won the ACC in basketball. But we when so is good. Justin Fuente going to be but, gonna, but it's just yeah. a distraction. It's a distraction from, from, from football. I right? think that's N- fair. Now, now it's, a, it's not really a distraction for football more than it is just like in addition. Okay, we, we have a fresh start in football, and yeah. oh my gosh, now we're good at all these other things too. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like we went six, at the same time the the last time Virginia Tech stepped on a football field, they lost fifty four to ten in a game that, in my opinion, shouldn't be played. Thanks to all the opt outs, most of all shouldn't be played these days, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I don't know. It's it's just. I'm I'm not gonna say that I, again. I, I want to be good at football, but I'm I'm very content as a it tech is, fan. It right is it is easier to have success in other sports outside of football because of the way the landscape is. Right, you're yeah. not F- going football, to be able to catch an Alabama. Football is just about money. Well, yes, but like the the, the actual sport of football itself oh. is who's bigger, faster, and stronger. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can play the smart. Virginia Tech can go out there and play the smartest game they could possibly play and, and have still, zero turnovers and, still lose. and they get smoked by Alabama. Yeah. And, that, 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 and that's almost everybody. Yeah. That's not just Virginia Tech. I yeah. mean, football is just it's it's not just it's a it's more than a contact sport. All those sports are contact sports. Football is a collision sport. Yeah. So you're talking about colliding Mack trucks with. <laughs> mid-sized vehicles basically as well you're talking Motorcycles. about when, when, when you when you're playing right when you're playing alabama and things yeah. like that it's not that way in baseball and and, and basketball and yeah and things like that i'm laughing you ever see that video of the crash test involving the mercedes-benz and the smart car yeah that's no. kind of alabama's the mercedes-benz and the smart car is most other yeah. programs. Oh, well it's it's like 
there's so much so so much parody in everything else not named football. Yes, it's, it's cheaper to be good at every at, at anything else. It's easier to be good at everything yeah. else. Not I, you know I, I can tell you right now that when Virginia Tech played for the national championship in football, I think they finished like a hundredth in the Directors Cup. Right. Uh, which I think they was, were way it was called the there. Sears Trophy back then. And I want to say even before so, then so they were even scrambling worse. To look it up. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, I could actually. Oh, yeah. They the didn't, they didn't have rankings. Well, I don't. I did not. I, well, sorry, I did not have it listed in the I've, article. I've put them in articles before, so they're probably. Yeah. In another I only included text ACC but, rankings. But the younger me could not have imagined feeling that way then. Like when Virginia Tech was yeah. winning a lot of football games, and I'm sitting here thinking, I couldn't have imagined me saying, "Ah, oh, man." I'd still be happy if we were six and six in football, but we were really good in, in everything and everything else, right? I couldn't have imagined me saying yeah. that, but now that it's actually happened, yeah. I so, ha- so here's the, here's an example. What would you guys say is Virginia Tech's best football season since joining the ACC? Uh, the, just just the really, first one, just really quick. Yeah, the best. Say, their most talented team was the 2005 team, but the best favorite season 2004. Absolutely. 2004. Okay. The only other real candidate is 2010, and it had to disappear. Okay. Well, right. so, so we. Can, so you're looking at the 2004, 2005 action yeah, or year. Virginia Tech in 2004, 2005 finished 58th right. in the Directors Cup. Right. In 20, 2010, 2011 finished 45th, mm-hmm. and those were two of the. As you guys said, best football program since Virginia Tech joined the ACC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, and we don't need to, but with this football program, Virginia Tech could potentially have a top 20 finish. That right. just goes to show you, like, uh, you know, and I, I think, again, credit to the job what Babcock has done, credit to the coaches he's hired, the you know, the culture that these coaches have created. But, like, it's just insane that, Every single sport, you can go down the list. Men's soccer made the postseason. Women's soccer made the postseason. Men's basketball. Women's basketball. Softball. Baseball. Wrestling finished top 10. I mean, women's golf. Across the board, everybody's having success. And it's like, this is what a school like Texas, a school like Stanford is doing. Is used to, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how much the pitching lab cost. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how much it is. Um, but it's something that could have be a gr- it's going to be a great benefit to the baseball program. There's no more buildings you can build that's going to be a great benefit to the football program. You're better off taking that money and buying a 1500 yard rusher with NIL. Yeah, that's it's just it's just much different between I that would, sport and the other sport. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. You can upgrade in a lot of the other sports. You could upgrade training facilities and. Like, like we're both soccer guys. If Virginia Tech wanted to get a a new facility, like say where that turf field is, mm-hmm. they want to get a new facility, a new training facility for men's and women's soccer that they shared. Mm-hmm. That could that really would be, benefit that. That, program, that could sure. be that would be really beneficial. It doesn't like football. You might as well just pour the money into into the into actual, NIL. Your, your Tech's football facilities and almost all colleges' football facilities these days are better than the NFL facilities. That's true. Because yeah. they have to have them for recruiting, right? So, so, NFL right. Is. So, if if they if the mm-hmm. NFL players can deal with worse facilities than college <laughs> players deal, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, so you, like I said, you're better off just plugging that into a 1500 yard rush. Yeah. yeah, interesting. So let me let me grab my tweet here, and and I I don't know. I think I think we've covered most everything. The, the thing that I 
I, th- I think I shortchanged, and my tweet was, and, and I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I didn't even really think about what Makai Lewis had done. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he won the national championship in 2019. COVID shut everything down in 2020. He was he was going to take an Olympic red shirt that year anyway. Yeah. And COVID ruined right. that. Yes. Yeah. yes. So he, he took he it actually, in He tw- actually did that year. Right. Am, am I, yes. And then last year, he, he got hurt. Yeah. I thought he was having a pretty good year last mm-hmm. year. And he yeah, got he hurt. was. He got hurt late, like right before the ACC tournament. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was dealing with like a nagging thing. And then in the ACC tournament, it was a guy from Pitt that that – I assume you. I heard him. Assume you remember that. Yeah, yeah I remember like that. really heard him, and then he was just done. Yeah, and so it's it's uh, the fact of the matter is the national championship that was a long time ago. That was three years ago. Yeah, and he's faced he's he's taken his red shirt year off. He's faced an injury, so to come back and win the ACC in his weight class. And he, and remember, he went up a weight class. That's right. That's right. He went from one sixty five to one seventy four. Correct? That, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. not in my wrestling headspace right now. Nick yeah. says yes. He he yeah. went he went up a weight class and won the ACC and then went to the national championship. Yeah, and got really close to winning that. Yeah. And and so that's a that's a tremendous accomplishment. And of course, he will be back next year. And and I. I, so I think what went on inside my own brain was it was my disappointment that he that he couldn't close it out and win his second national championship. So I think I kind of put it in the closet and didn't well, you, really. You recognize. also have to remember this was the, this was the it, it was the Saturday after Virginia Tech lost in the NCAA tournament in both men's and women's basketball, yeah. literally like a day or two before. So there was a lot of sadness going on. Yeah. It's not a great week. I don't I don't blame you. Yeah. All right. So anyway, gonna wanted to give him uh, props for that, and let's go back and look at the list. Um, so baseball, softball, we've worn those out. We've got, uh, let's see, um, NIL and its effects on college athletics. And the thing is, like, I don't think that story's been written. It's been no. started. Yeah. We've written a few chapters. But we don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, there's an inquiry into Miami's program now. Now, whether anything comes out of that, we don't know. No, but I, but I, we, we don't know where all of this is heading, yeah. is, is, is my point. So yeah. that's that's a story, but it's it's an incomplete story. I, I can't remember if I've said this on pa- pa- past podcasts or not, but I just, I just think that as all that stuff was building to a head and the NCAA allowed NIL to be legal, legal in quotes, um, they they didn't even really allow it. They just abdicated. They did. They just washed their hands of it, and they said, "Fine, be careful what you wish for. You may get it." <laughs> We've got one rule: he he, you can't use it to recruit, which is utterly ridiculous because that's exactly you can't what's prove going it. on. Right? Yeah. There's no way you can prove that it's being used to recruit. But like you're telling me, Jordan Addison moves all the way across the country, unless he knows he's getting money now he doesn't sign the nil contract till after he gets to usc right but it's yeah. like it's not like you can yeah you can't subpoena these guys dms it's, and things like that yeah. it's it's the beginning and and it's it's just like um i'm not sure what the rules are now and it probably varies from sport to sport but college athletes weren't allowed to sign with an agent until they were actually going to go pro that doesn't mean they weren't talking to agents. Yeah, I don't right. think they were even allowed to talk to agents. Correct. But that, yeah, that you, was you know no what? It, you know what's so nuts is like, 
the whole and, and we could do like an entire podcast just on nil yeah but like think back to some of like the biggest like the biggest you can call them uh stories regarding college athletes money stuff think about cam newton and that whole story where allegedly you know auburn had given his dad some money whatever in today's age doesn't matter yeah it really doesn't that's not happening think about uh it was uh ohio state when jim trussell was still the head coach yeah that whole signing autographs for money <laughs> now yeah. like like the way college athletics has evolved like that used to be a big thing oh my god and people were always just like come on they can't sign you know they can't sign autographs and make like 25 bucks they, they, they took away reggie bush's heisman and he broke rules that are legal now there's yeah. no law. Yeah. yeah yeah um so so I've, I've i've had discussions with a with a couple of nil companies uh we're, we're going to uh, partner with Commonwealth NIL. And then that's not a secret. Commonwealth NIL themselves did a press release about three, three weeks ago announcing it. We're just trying to get the specifics of our partnership figured out and, and put into a contract before Tech Sideline actually announces it. So, and, and I've, I've traded DMs with uh, Brendan Hill, who's involved at Triumph NIL. So I've had discussions with, with people in the space and, and it, so every, everybody's from the outside looking and calling it the wild, wild west because of all the stuff that's being thrown at the players. On the end where you want to participate in, and it's also the wild, wild west because you sit around and you have these conversations of, hey, something we could do is we could do a trading card set. We could make up a Virginia Tech football trading card set. Yeah. And then the news comes out that I think, uh, I think my wife sent this to me literally this morning. Um, hang on, I'll, I'll find it in my uh, text. Trading card sets? Penn State football. We are excited. We are excited to be selected by Tops Plus wow. Fanatics for their first ever NIL trading card program, which will feature <laughs> player cards of Penn State current and former student athletes, which is kind of cool. More details coming this fall. So I can sit around and have conversations with Virginia Tech NIL people about that maybe doing something like a trading card set and then here comes tops. So it's kind of hard to figure out what to do yeah. on, on the end when you want to participate in it also. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, Virginia tech announced yesterday a, a partnership selling uh jerseys and jerseys and jerseys, which is a term. I've never like, heard of. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a shirt Jersey. So like I bought a McKenzie Lauder shirt Jersey. It's got her name and number on the back, but it's a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. So that's what that is. And from what I understand, that was very successful. They, they, they tried it out with certain softball players during regionals that's and right. super regionals. My understanding is it was very successful. Um, Mark Cuban runs that group, and I don't think Mark Cuban's making much, making any money off of it. I think it's just something that's important to him. Yeah. Uh, from, what I, from what I understand is like pretty much all that except for production costs is going to the players. Well, Tech has partnered with that group, and I apologize. I don't remember their name, but it, the announcement's on Hokiesports.com. Right. So you'll be able to buy, buy for Tech athletes this year. Uh, you know, if you want to buy. Shirts that are jerseys right, right. with, like, if, if, if you, you are a big. If you want jersey, yeah. jersey, it's going <laughs> to be a, a, a wider maroon and the, and this is for pretty much with a VT on the front with a Dax Holyfield, with Holyfield and four on the back. This is pretty much, and this is for pretty much all sports. 
That's what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. And the name of the company is Campus Inc. Campus there Inc. You go. That's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, wasn't there an announcement a few months ago that Fanatics was going to offer jerseys? I yeah, you can. You jerseys. can. Like, yeah, you can get personalized football which, jerseys now. Which you should be able to go right to the Fanatics link on TSL. On Tech Sideline. We can have, also have they already launched it finally. I have no idea. Uh, that's, <laughs> that, you can do some re- you can do some research. Yeah, I've but I've I, we expect they'll be out by football season. Yeah. yeah, but I think that was narrow. I think that was maybe football and basketball. The fanatic correct thing was. Yeah, but like what, but like now you can physically get a college player's name on the back of your jersey. Yeah, you Instead never of the could, generic number twenty five. Yeah, like right. Yeah. What they, they were doing one and 25. One and 25. Yeah. Or yeah. they would do the year. Yeah. 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 Like a yeah. 21. Uh, so, you know, uh, so again, we're going to partner with Commonwealth NIL and, they, and they've got some interesting concepts. There are, there is going to be certain types of merch available, you know, so it's, uh, it is a huge and you are correct, uh, still evolving story. It's still so early in the process here. Um, so, what else have we got we can cover? Um, I got a, a, go ahead. I got, I got a list of stuff. Go for it. Well, one of the things, and we were talking about this, I think, before we went on the podcast, football season feels like it's forever ago. And you said we were talking about the bookends. The no, North Carolina <laughs> game it was awesome. At the time, that was huge. Yeah. You remember the, AC, the, the video that the ACC Network tweeted out? Of Enter Sandman. This is Friday night, like the first big college football game of the year. It's Virginia Tech. Post-COVID. North Carolina, post-COVID. And people are in in the replies like, oh my God, I can't believe like there are people (laughs) not wearing masks. Like why are they so close to each other? That that video had millions of views, but it was mostly because of... of, It was was like, everybody was like, oh my God, like I can't believe, you know, all this COVID stuff. Like... Oh. And Virginia Tech beat a top 10 at the time, North yeah. Carolina team. Yeah. Like, that was nuts. It yeah. seems like ages ago. And then the slog through the football season. And how about the UVA game, man? Yeah. That, so the bowl like, game. Like, right, right. Like, and everything in the middle was bad. And we're not going to talk about the bowl so game. So let yet. me jump in here. Somebody on Twitter, and I'm sorry I didn't write down the username, said one of the big stories of Tech Athletics this year was J.C. Price I was forcing say JC. Bronco Mendenhall to, Bronco Mendenhall to quit <laughs> coaching. I mean, J like. The J the J C Price smoking a cigar iconic image, yes. smoking a cigar after beating UVA as the interim head coach. That's yeah, that's the only game he won as interim head coach. It's the only one that mattered. Right, yeah, that's true. Like like the it's just so funny because that feels like it was forever ago. Football season like can offer a whole range of emotions. So, so <laughs> you go into the season thinking, oh man, we. We might fi- have to fire a football coach at the end of the year. <laughs> and then you beat North Carolina, and you're like, God, if, 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 if we beat West Virginia, that means game day is probably coming to Blacksburg for the Notre Dame game, right? Mm-hmm. So we literally go from firing a coach to, oh, here comes here game comes day. Here comes game day for Notre Dame. <laughs> and then, then you lose two or three in a row, and you're like, fire the coach. Then he gets fired. <laughs> then you get a new coach. That's can, Real quick, <laughs> can in, in 30 seconds, can we name every single – Virginia Tech football game that was played this season? This past season? Oh, yeah. I cannot. Um, <laughs> That's my point. I'm, I'm it is. I, I know they whacked It feels Duke. like forever they, ago. They beat Duke like 45 They did beat Duke. I know they lost on a last second 
pass against Syracuse. Okay. They couldn't punch it in inside the 10. I can't name them in order. They West, couldn't punch West it in Virginia, inside the 10 Pitt, against West Virginia. Notre Dame, West Virginia, Miami, Syracuse, Syracuse. Syracuse Duke. Who, we're missing the non this tiny non-conference yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah, they play yeah. Liberty this year? No. No, because no, Malik Willis yeah, was play them this year. Yeah. I, that's the thing. I don't remember who the not like who, who did Tech play in the non-conference. I thought it was just me because I'm 50. I remember who years they old. played in non-conference 20 years ago, but I don't remember. Nick, do you remember who Tech? No. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, before we look that up again, <laughs> again, um, yeah. I did want to say that the thing, another thing about that North Carolina game was remember they were ranked 10th in the country. Mm. Sam and, Howell, and I thought. I think people thought Sam Howell was going to be a first-round pick, maybe the best quarterback in the NFL draft. Oh. He wound up being a fifth-round pick. Right. Okay. And, and, and UNC went six and six. Right, and Mac Brown's program was exposed to be a fraud. Right. Um, so it's funny, like, Mac Brown, his program's up and coming. So much has changed for both programs since that game. Yeah. yeah. Now everybody's like, when is Mac Brown going to retire? Yeah. <laughs> He's signing all these highly touted recruits, but he can't develop them, and they have a toughness program, and – uh, problem um, in their program. Yeah. Okay. Middle Tennessee. That's right. And, and, Richmond. and Richmond. Richmond. Richmond? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we barely beat them. It was 21-10. Yeah. It was bad. And it was the week before the Notre bad. Dame game. So, yeah. so, uh, so, and Middle Tennessee was the one James Mitchell uh, tore his knee out yeah. on a tight end oh. end around. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. So was that the second game of the year? Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, so, so you, like, again, that just goes to show you, like, of course you're going to remember North Carolina. You remember West Virginia. But, like, everything between then – that Richmond game was brutal. And, like, between then and, and the Miami game, which was J.C. Price's first game, everything else is kind of just, like... See, remember, like, we thought we were, oh, man, I think we're pretty good. We beat UNC. And then didn't look that great against Middle Tennessee, but you're like, oh, you know what? We were on an emotional high last week, so we dropped off a little this week. We'll be fine. Terrible against Richmond. And you're like... Maybe North Carolina just stinks. And as it turned <laughs> yeah. out, yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, like Justin Fuente's last game was the Duke. senior day against Duke, Duke. and they they, they whacked it. 48-17. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and then, of course, I, I know you were you were there, right, in Charlottesville for the uh, UVA game? Yes. Uh, were you? No, you weren't. Were you watching from Blacksburg? Oh, yeah. Like, seeing the whole uh, – <laughs> The whole Robert and I UVA uh, thrown to an offensive lineman, like yeah. <laughs> you know, just Virginia Tech. <laughs> Virginia Tech, that bad of a team, won that game. Yeah, and another player I remember from that game is uh, Braxton Burmeister ripping off that seventy-plus yard mm -hmm. run, and and, and, and as fast as he was billed to be, he couldn't finish it. He couldn't score on yeah. it. Yeah. You know? He's since transferred out to San Diego State. San Diego, San Diego State. State. Wow. It's hometown school. Yeah. It's just just nuts. Like, I, the beginning of basketball season was right around that time. And, you know, some of, like, some of my favorite moments, um, I think it's worth mentioning, like, women's basketball. Like, the ACC uh, tournament game against North Carolina. Quarterfinal game. Oh, God. Like, like uh Went to overtime. Hands down, regardless of sport, one of the best games in Virginia. Yeah, that was an excellent game. Yeah. Like yeah. Georgia Amore running layup mm -hmm. at the end. I mean, 
there were just some really, really good games. And I'm at the Arby's drive through listening to Evan Hughes on the radio call yeah. that game. So, so uh, more than one other, more than one person suggested a big story in tech athletics this year is the emergence of Evan Hughes as a play-by-play force. Right. Yeah, indeed. We, so you, yeah. Could, you could convince me that he had emerged in uh, in college, but his Jim Nance Award might might say yeah, that, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a highly touted draft prospect. We'll there say. you go. Yeah. So I will admit, and I hope, Evan I hope Evan doesn't get mad at me for saying this, but you, you saw the video of him calling, was it Demartini's home run? Yes. In in a regional game? I don't remember. He, Not a super regional. That was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was Demartini's three-run home run in, in one of the regional games. Oh, and Chef actually quote-tweeted. He's like, Evan's yeah. a stud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, um I've, I'm suddenly blanking on the name of the guy who took the video. Oh, George. George. I was thinking Harry. Uh, Flagland, I believe. Yeah. Uh, uh, he works for Learfield. So uh, when I saw that video, I thought, ah, that looks fake. It looks like Evan's playing it up for the camera. And uh, we got it from a very good source this past weekend. No, he didn't know George was there. Didn't wow. know he was filming it. Yeah. That's I mean, legit that how Evan does it. Because he was sitting there and he goes, it's a two and two count, two outs. And he's doing this and he's being very dynamic. And I'm like, are guys on the radio ordinarily that dynamic calling the That's game? That's Evan. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of good sports. So what do you, what else you got, David? Um, who, who, who were the names of the two athletes that won national championships in indoor Lynn, track? Rachel Baxter and Lindsey Butler, I believe. Very good. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and what events were they in? One was the high jump, and one was like 100 meters, maybe. <laughs> it shows you how much I follow indoor track and field. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard to keep 20 sports in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, when we can barely piece together the football. Yeah, we don't remember who we played the football season. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but like two indoor national championships for track and field. Both, both indoor track and field programs won the ACC. Wow. Like – that's another one that I kind of glossed over. That that's a, that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, when you think about the smaller sports, um, you know, like like Nick mentioned, Emily Mayhar, you know, she went and competed um, at the uh, the uh, at Augusta at the in an amateur tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's sick. Virginia Tech men's tennis had a doubles team go to the NCAA tournament that was ranked all year, mm-hmm. you know, like there's so many like little tiny, really good stories everywhere. Probably more than we could possibly cover in a single podcast. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we've covered a, a good chunk of it. And like, you know, think of, think of some of the, one we're, one we have to mention men's basketball beat Louisville. Ha Yes. Easily. <laughs> I'll buy my dad. Sometimes that's how those things happen. Justin Mutz triple double. Justin Mutz triple double against Syracuse. Yeah. Like the eight, eight Virginia Tech men's and women's basketball having the two ACC scholar athletes of the year. Yeah. In yeah. in Liz Kitley and, and Mutz. Justin Mutz. Yeah. Justin Mutz returning. Mm-hmm. Liz Liz Kitley ACC player of the year. Yeah. That, that, I mean, when when there are fifteen teams in a conference. <laughs> And one of your players is player of the year. That's a huge deal. Yeah. And I actually didn't think that would happen. I thought they would give it. I don't know who else were, were candidates. Who else was uh, Emily Anxler from Louisville and Elisa Cunane from NC State. Tell you what, that point guard for Notre Dame might have a player of the year uh, yeah. award in her future. Oh, um, I forgot Unfortunately. Her uh, here's an interesting comment from Twitter. 
though maybe not the story of the year, and this is Michael Taylor, any 2022 highlights must include how perfect the weekend of April 16th was this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spring game, run for remembrance was as good, was good at, with BT football cheering on runners in the stadium and finish line. I didn't know that. Add in softball and baseball games, perfect weekend. Yeah, it took two out of three from Miami and two out of three from UVA that weekend. UVA and softball, Miami and baseball. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you're right. And the weather was great. And then it wasn't on Monday, but that's okay. Everybody had gone. Yeah. <laughs> Except so, for those uh, of us who live in Blacksburg. Lindsay Butler was 800 meters 800 and uh, Rachel. Meters. No, this person says Lindsay Butler and Rachel Butler. So uh, Rachel uh, is Rachel Baxter. Rachel Baxter pole vault. Um, yeah. Pole vault. Okay. High jump pole vault. Not the same thing. I apologize. Yeah. Um, checking the YouTube chat. Uh, Paul Patera. Um, the f- good point. The fact that there are so many candidates for story of the year illustrates the great trajectory that the athletic program is on. So back to Chris's point, um, uh, I've I've had a blast watching a lot of tech athletics this year. And, and I've it had is, a blast covering it. Thank, yeah. thank you for hiring me. <laughs> uh, I guess the timing was good. Um, uh, but but it is strange to have baseball going so far that as we've talked about. ACC football media day is uh, in a month in, in a month. It's, it's July 20th. It's five weeks from now. I guess we need to apply for credentials. Don't we? Yeah. We do that, that. That email came out the other day. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to ask you and let's not talk it to death. Cause it turns out we've gone almost an hour and a half. And I, I don't know. I think it's pretty clear cut. The big, I think the biggest story of the year is the football coaching bit. Yeah. And I think the biggest accomplishment of the year is men's winning basketball. the men's NC, uh, yeah. ACC tournament. Agreed? No. No, go for it. <laughs> I just, football is, I don't know. It's, to me, it's like, it's a story that dates back to the last academic year. You know, so like, and like I said, I knew we I knew Justin Fuente was getting fired two weeks before he got, he got fired. So I guess it's a story that Brent Pry got hired. Don't get me wrong. It's a huge story. But like I said, we've hired and fired football coaches before. We've never won an ACC tournament in yeah. men's basketball right. before. I, I, like, I will like, agree with I, that. I will say this. I mean, I, I, I want to be great at football. Like, if the sports gods had come to me and said, you know what, I'll give you an ACC men's basketball title this year, but you have to keep Justin Fuente as your football coach for one more year. <laughs> I would have said yes. Absolutely. Uh, So to me, that makes basketball the bigger story if we consider that more important. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I also think in in 20 years, looking back on it, you're not going to remember the exact details of the whole Brent Pry, Justin Fuente thing. You're probably going to explain to whoever you're chatting with at that moment that, yeah, you know, something, it probably should have happened during COVID and then it didn't and then it got dragged out right. and then it was no. like three games left in the year. You will remember where you were watching that men's basketball game. Right, no doubt. And so I'm like, no, if Brent Pry goes on and like wins the national title I mean, or yeah. something like that at Virginia Tech, then maybe we look back and the storyline changes to yeah. a certain extent. Maybe we look back, and but say, that story that like bigger. NIL is just starting to be right. Written. Right. Like it's, it's not, it's not been completed. Uh, like I enjoyed the covering the, the, the whole coaching search thing. Uh, and we, was I think, think we, I, it was exhausting, but I, I think <laughs> we did it. I think we did a good job with it. We made a lot of money off of it. And, uh, <laughs> ho- ho- but, ho- yeah. Hopefully, hopefully this is not a, a yearly occurrence right, because right, right. I don't know that that was exhausting. But, but I don't know. I just, even, even when you hire a new coach, it's, uh, 
Like some people are happy about it, some people aren't. Yeah. And but uh, when you win an ACC championship, everybody's, everybody's happy. happy. Uh, and I just, uh, when I was in champs the, the the night Tech won the ACC tournament, and I saw reactions, and I saw a couch sitting on the middle of Main Street. Yeah, you know, and, and that was when the students weren't even in town. Yeah, uh, it was just you didn't. Now people weren't rioting in the streets when Brent Pry got hired, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, so yeah. to me, it's it's basketball, and I would have. I would have taken another year of Justin Fuente for a guaranteed men's basketball title. I'm so surprised. Unfortunately, I'd have to. But I'm so surprised you guys didn't come up. I know you said you wanted to come up. Just those, I'm surprised those, you those, could, those last second flight prices. Yeah, I tell you what, that is that is my of all because I got to cover so many games. The amount of the amount of press boxes I've sat in this year, and being able to sit courtside. And yeah. what was cooler was. Obviously, Liam Smith was taking photos for us, and he's a, a tech grad. And behind me and next to me, Chris Hirons was sitting next to me. He's a current tech student. Um, to my right, two uh, students from the Collegiate Times, tech students. In the row behind me, our own Jake Lyman with Kevin DiDomenico, tech students. More t- Tyler Katz, more you know the list of tech students there covering that game goes on and on and on. It was the Bill Roth All Star team, and, and we got to cover Virginia Tech win the ACC against Coach K, no less. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We got to cover Virginia that, Tech win the ACC. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, and just the like, I will forever remember my favorite videos. Taking, I was taking the video of. You know, kind of just following Mike Young, and Mike Young walks over to the Marching Virginians, mm-hmm. or the pep band, I guess, and and asks the band director an encore to get an encore of of Tech Triumph. Tech Triumph, yeah, yeah, and, um, and sorry, like like that, I will forever remember that. You know, it's I'm divided. Like, part of me wishes I had gone up to see it in person, but like, if somebody else had taken all the videos that. I took from like champs and downtown and everything like that. And I'd seen them. I would have also been like, man, I wish I'd been celebrating with all those people in Blacksburg too. At the same time, it's like my senior year tech won the ACC in football 2004. I didn't go to the tech Miami game that year, but Blacksburg was insane that day. So I would have loved to have seen that in person, but at the same time I would have missed out on an amazing weekend in Blacksburg with everybody. So there's too bad. It was spring break, man. Yeah. And I spent uh I spent uh the weekend at a buddy's lake house watching all all three or four of those games and got to spend time with my college friends and you're right, I'll remember that. Yeah. Um, so you you have you have convinced me and so here it is, that's the story of the year of Virginia Tech men's basketball winning the ACC championship. So that wraps it up for episode two hundred and forty one of the Tech Sideline Podcast. Uh thanks everybody for watching and listening. And we'll see you next time.